We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. So, if you're seeing the title of this video, I want you to take a step back here for a second and understand that we're all upset here. And believe me, there is nobody out there that is more upset with how this team is playing right now than myself and Cody, and I'm sure a lot of other fans out there are just as angry. And believe me, it's all justified, okay? In this video, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things from a player perspective that is hurting this team and why it's going wrong. Now, before anyone talks about the coaches and the front office and all this stuff, I'm going to have several different videos coming out over the next two days explaining a lot of this. Okay, I'm going to have a coaches edition video. So when this video goes up, uh, the coaches edition video is going to be going up later in the day as well. So make sure you check that out. I highly encourage you do that. And as well, I highly encourage you watch our film review that's going to come out the next day. I'm going to be talking about some other future potential options that's going to help this team. Believe me, there's going to be a lot to dissect. But don't immediately start going and ranting about the coaches and front office in this video. I'm going to talk about them in a separate video alone. And believe me, there's a lot to unpack with that. There's a lot to unpack with that. So please just keep this from a player perspective of what's going wrong here. And I haven't seen the film yet. I'm going to watch the film at some point with our guy Max. And I'm going to see what is going wrong in these and see where things go down, okay? So the first thing that we have to talk about, and this is the most glaring problem, right, is this offensive line. Right now, this Colts offensive line is abysmal. They are projected to give up. Matt Ryan, at his current pace, if this pace keeps going the way that they say that it is, right, Matt Ryan is projected to be sacked 60 times, 60 times. He was sacked three times against the Texans, four times against the Jacksonville Jaguars, five times against the Chiefs, and three times yesterday against the Tennessee Titans. 
15 sacks through four games, guys. Almost four sacks a game. This is going to be a very long season if this continues to be this way. No one on the offensive line is performing. Not a single one. Matt Pryor at left tackle. Right now, so far, it's been a mistake. It has been terrible. Matt Pryor's not been efficient at the left side. Quentin Nelson has not looked like the same Quentin Nelson we're all used to. He's clearly been the best offensive lineman that we've seen so far, but he's certainly not been at his best. Ryan Kelly has just been abysmal. Uh, we, we saw from the Chiefs game. I mean, it was terrible watching that film. Danny Pinter's not been great. And we saw Will Fries get brought in. And, you know, Will Fries tried to step up in some ways. I thought it was okay the way he was performing, but still not great. And Braden Smith, you're paying him $18 million a year to go out there and play like one of the top right tackles in the league. And he still can't provide you coverage. This team is being paid like one of the highest paid offensive lines in football. And this is the result we're getting. As unbelievable as it sounds, this offensive line through the first four games has been worse than any Andrew Luck offensive line that we ever saw. From a metric standpoint, it has been just as bad, if not worse. That's how bad this offensive line has played through the first couple weeks. And yes, it can definitely be brought back to the coaching aspect. And we'll get to that in another video. But Quentin Nelson, when brought in immediately, was highly regarded as one of, if not the best offensive lineman in football. And so most people would agree he still kind of is. And Ryan Kelly, while he had his struggles from time to time, Ryan Kelly, after the 2018 season, really started establishing himself as a top-tier offensive center. And then when you had Braden Smith brought in, Braden Smith has always been a relatively good right tackle. He's been primarily good. But this year has just dropped off. He has been terrible. Been terrible. Obviously, losing Anthony Costanzo after the 2020 season was a huge hit for the Indianapolis Colts. Huge hit. He was much better than I think anyone would ever care to admit, but he was really freaking good. They obviously need to take advantage of finding a left tackle at some point for the future. And we're looking for Bernard Ryman to hopefully be that for the next couple of years at least. That's what we're hoping. And right now, we're just not seeing it from the coaching perspective, but we're going to get into that. Either way, this offensive line has not done its job of protecting Matt Ryan. That's the first and foremost. That's the biggest aspect of this. And it's incredible that Matt Ryan's been able to even do the things that he's doing with that offensive line. And it's especially early in games. Early in games, it's like the Indianapolis Colts offensive line doesn't know how to block in the first half of every game. And then when the game's on the line at the end of the game, they get sucked in and then they and still give up sacks at the end of games. That's the biggest issue right now. And from, 
I'm not even talking about coaching here. These players need to step it up. They need to be better. These players are veterans in this league. These are guys that have been in the league for four years. Four, five, six years in the league now. You are not rookies. You are veterans. You've been there. You've done that. You've played at a good level. You need to step up your gameplay. That's your job. You're getting paid like it. Go do it. What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sport books to get the best deal possible. Odds Trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport. Some of the cool features that I enjoy about Odds Trader is the handicapping options they provide. You get live play by play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app, player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And the, another great thing about odds traders, you get bet tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like and intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And then on top of it, Jonathan Taylor's aspect of it, Jonathan Taylor ain't got nowhere to go. Now, I will say this. I'm not going to absolve Jonathan Taylor of all responsibility here. He has had some turnovers this year to start. He has missed a lot of open run lanes at times. But then again, on top of it, at times, there's nowhere for him to run. He's actually one of the uh, running backs in the league who actually has the most negative rushes this year. And that's terrible. Jonathan Taylor, I think, in some ways, is not taking control of some of the blocking assignments. I have watched film. There have been multiple times where I've seen holes on the backside open up, but he doesn't hit them. But then on top of it, I'm sure the holes that he probably was used to last year that were open are not open this year. So it's making it very difficult for Jonathan Taylor to adapt to a new way of running because this offensive line can't get any movement up front. Any movement. So how you adapt to that, that's going to ultimately be on Taylor and this offensive line to figure it out. And then on top of it, it's on coaching to figure it out. And then when we go back to Matt Ryan, right? Matt Ryan, who has had almost double-digit fumbles to start this year. I think he's had what? Like, I think it's like seven or eight fumbles at this point through four weeks. And then to go with the fact that he has five interceptions to start the year. We thought that Matt Ryan was supposed to be brought in to be a stable force for this offense to be able to figure things out. He has been anything but that. He has been anything but that. The fumbles, that's not on coaching. That's not on coaching. That is on Matt Ryan not taking care of the football. That is on the offensive line not protecting. And Matt Ryan not recognizing blitzes, 
Matt Ryan not taking care of the football when he gets hit. Matt Ryan not securing snaps when he gets them. Ryan Kelly not giving him better snaps. Even though I think over from weeks two, three, and four, those have gotten a whole heck of a lot better, but we're still seeing fumble issues. There has been at least 14 different plays on offense that has either stalled a drive or has completely put our defense in a terrible position. And unfortunately, that has been the issue for the defensive side of things who have to be insanely frustrated with the fact that in the beginning of the games, half the time, Indianapolis has their has themselves pinned back inside on their side of the field because they have a turnover that the team gets early in the game and the Colts defense early in games is having to start on their side of the field. So you have to stop a Kansas City team, a Tennessee team that can run the ball down your throat and have to stop them on a short field. That needs to stop. There cannot be those. The Colts cannot continue to lack execution by their players and continue to put themselves in double-digit deficits every single game in the first half. Yes, a lot of it is coaching. A bunch of it is coaching. And I'm going to get to that. I promise you, again, I'm going to get to that. But these players are not executing either. It is very, very clear. The receivers early in the year, they were dropping some passes. Okay, in the Houston game, I said it before. They were dropping passes. They were dropping passes and, you know, that would drop in touchdowns. You know, that was a huge issue. And then obviously week two, you were missing your number one and your number two wide receiver. Those were big misses. But then weeks three and four, you saw these wide receivers step up. You saw these tight ends step up. These young wide receivers and tight ends who Ballard has placed them there, whether we like that situation or not, has put them there. And weeks three and four, they delivered. They have not been dropping passes. They've been catching balls. They haven't been executing in the red zone. But that's what it is. And that's another aspect of it. The red zone. Yes, the play calling sometimes can be atrocious. But yesterday in the Titans game, we saw the Colts go on a simple in and out route on Michael Pittman on both sides of the field. Both times Matt Ryan failed to get the ball to Michael Pittman for him in order to get those touchdowns. He caught both balls but both times could not get his feet in bounds. On first and on second and third down, you did that. On the opposite sides of the field, you still couldn't do it. That needs to stop, man. I know that the play calling has not been great inside the red zone, but this team fails week in and week out to score touchdowns inside the 20-yard line. They fail week in and week out, man. The Kansas City game, there was even then a couple times. They had they scored two touchdowns in the red zone. But then there was about one or two other times they were in the red zone 
and didn't get points. This team is one of the worst teams in football when it comes to red zone touchdown percentage because they can't get a push up front. Play calling stinks. Lack of execution and knowing who to give it to and when and where. And then dropping balls in the end zone. That's been a thing. So we're going to continue to... I'm going to make that same argument with the coaching staff as well in the next video when I talk about getting these guys prepared and how it is that this continues to be an issue year in and year out. But you think for an offensive line that says that we pride ourselves on being aggressive, they don't be, they're not aggressive in the red zone. They get pushed back all the time. It's been the same thing for every year since Reich has been a head coach of this team. And I'm going to talk about that here shortly. Hines stated it as well, guys, yesterday, that it's been the offense. The offense has been the problem with this team going through this season. And that's blatantly obvious. The defense has had its problems, but over the last two weeks, this defense has really done a good job. Only gave up 20 points to the Texans, 24 to the Jaguars, and it's because the offense couldn't stay on the field for more than five plays at a time. Only gave up 20, didn't even give up 20 points to the Chiefs. And then yesterday, yes, you gave up 24, but at the end of the day, like most of that came in the first half. That all came in the first half. The second half, they shut them out. And the offense put them in the bad position to begin with because they turned the ball over on their side of the field. And the defense has had more injuries on their side or on the offensive side. This offense is lacking execution at every level. Matt Ryan is not executing and taking care of the football and being more precise in how he's operating the offense. Jonathan Taylor's not hitting the holes that are opening up and is failing to get through things. The offensive line's not blocking well ever. I mean, they don't block well at all. And the, and the wide receivers, they're trying to step up. The tight ends, they're trying to step up. I'm seeing some good things from them, but this offense really needs to get it together. And the defense is not completely void out of this either. This defense has not been forcing turnovers the way that we want them to. They haven't been getting pressure the way that we wanted to. They did a good job of that against Kansas City, but we did not see that as well in the Tennessee Titans game or any of the other games. Again, that comes back to coaching, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. And when I see the film on all of this, I'm going to be able to give you guys a better understanding of what went down. But it's clear that defense, we're still not getting the push that we need up front. We're still not getting the stops that we need. We're not getting the turnovers that we want to force. Something needs to change. We talked all offseason about Stephon Gilmore coming in, Yannick Ngakwe coming in, and Matt Ryan coming in. You know, these guys all coming in, being veterans in this league, guys who will hold other players accountable. Well, who's going to start holding accountability? Who is going to start making these guys understand they are not holding up their end of the bargain? They're not doing their job very well. Who is going to step up and tell your guys we need to play better? 
because it's not enough. It's not enough right now. And again, I'm going to talk about it in the coaching video, but these players should not be out of argument for their share of accountability. Talking about how this team was going to look to take that step forward and start making things better. This team looks terrible. This team looks terrible. It, it'd be different. Everyone keeps talking about the record. Oh, they're only one, two, and one. Why are you so frustrated? Because one, two, and one, the, we never denied the fact that that team could get better. It just looks like, you know, there's one or two things that need to be tweaked and that they can be, they can look better and they'll probably win games. And for most of those games to start the year, Indianapolis, for the most part, kept those games competitive. This team does not look competitive at times, especially in the first half of games. They don't look competitive. They don't look like they came to play. They don't look like they have fire. They don't look like they have passion. They don't look like they know how to execute anything. That's what's different about this year. So that's what I'm going to say to this. I'm going to talk more about this in the coaching edition and the front office edition. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know your thoughts on these players and what needs to be done to make things better from their perspective. But let me know your guys' thoughts. Thank you so much. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.